Hello sausages and sailors. How are you all doing? This is Mike Vaughan and this is the Will We Ever Get to Mars podcast. Now, please forgive the slightly hyperbolic title. But these days you've got to grab people's attention, haven't you? And I grabbed yours, so it's obviously worked. But thank you very much for listening. It feels good to have hit a bit of a stride with these podcasts. And this is my third one in as many weeks, I think. So we had the uh, episode nine, which was the top five tips for coping with COVID. Uh, And then we had the interview with the awesome and handsome and erudite Patrick Connor of the Sturmy Arches or Paddy or Panny, as you may have heard me call him. And now we have this one, which is episode 11. Just wanted to reflect on the last two podcasts and just mention some things I've learnt and some things I hope for the future. So with this one and with all future podcasts, what I aim to do is to keep it as raw and as natural as possible and to minimise the amount of editing it takes. There's an energy that comes from the conversation ones especially that I don't want to lose and I don't want to end up hating them myself because it's quite laborious And also it's quite soul destroying just listening back and kind of editing out any of the bits where my speech doesn't work uh, or I say things like, you know, or like, or just um and ah, or leave long pauses like this one. Although I may have edited that down. So the main reason for this is I don't want to ruin the flow of doing them and getting them out. I want to keep the energy. Um, but I do also want to make them listenable. So there is a balance there to strike. I'm aware of that. Uh, so hopefully you guys are enjoying these. And that's the next point that I want to discuss is when I was doing these at first, I was just assuming that I was mainly doing them for myself and nobody was really listening. Even my mum wasn't giving them a go. Do you know what I mean? But actually I've been checking the stats and we've had a fair, fair few hundred listeners actually, uh, over the 10 episodes. Well, actually, there's sort of 11 episodes because the one I did with Scott, I actually split into two. But yeah, it was, um, it was quite blown away at how many people like have actually been listening. So yeah, the fact that I know people are listening now almost puts a bit of pressure on. <laughs> it's like I actually have to make this into something rather than me just rambling into a microphone staring at the wall, which is in fact what I'm doing now. And then maybe you're sort of imagining some I don't know, kind of amazing scene like going on, like there's a party going on behind me and I'm going, guys, keep it down, I'm trying to do a podcast. But it's not like that at all. I'm out in the garden studio and Rufus is asleep and Joey is watching The Dig. So actually, I really wanted to watch The Dig and I'm sacrificing that just to do this podcast here for you, but also for me, and you'll see what I mean in a minute. So what this episode is going to be is something moving on from what I did in episode nine, which was the top five tips for coping with COVID. And I thought I'd like to expand on that and also put together a little plan, like a little routine that maybe we could all do together. I know I'm going to do it. And even if I am just doing this for me, um, I know that it's going to be worthwhile. But it would be awesome if you could do it along with me and maybe we could share our results. So one of the ideas I wanted to expand upon was this whole idea that we have to change these small underlying behaviours that may even seem unrelated that will hopefully facilitate bigger changes in the future. Often it seems when we want to start something new or or we want self-improvement, 
we always focus on the huge end, end goal. So we say, um, I want to be really fit or I want to be able to play the piano. And then we get overwhelmed by that. And even if we start out with gusto, um, often we end up giving up. And I'm firmly of the belief it's because we are the constant. And we think, okay, I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to make this change and it's all going to be amazing. We don't realize that we then wake up the next day and we're still the same. So we often expect that future us is going to have some form of amazing willpower or something that we don't have today. And that's a mistake. It's a mistake we all make, so um, I hope that doesn't sound critical. What I've realized is we have to make sure that who we are tomorrow is a different us, even if that is a tiny difference. And it's focusing on these small things and forming new positive habits and behaviors that will then hopefully facilitate bigger changes down the road. Now, this also relates to another thing that I discussed in episode nine. And that's this concept of designing the perfect day that we know will get us to where we want to be and then repeat. So rather than focusing on what the goal is, go, okay, what will I need to do to make sure this happens? And even, even if that's what will I have to do to make it even possible to start this new thing? Because some people start, and then they get overwhelmed and they stop. Um, some people wake up and they just get overwhelmed and they stop um, before they've even begun. Again, because they're the constant. You haven't changed something about you. So anyone that's listening to this that is friends with me on Facebook, um, and if you're not, like, feel free to add me. I'm a friendly chap, hopefully. Um, will be aware that I've been sort of banging on about this for a while now, but it's this whole concept of building a future us. We always think that we are who we are in the moment, and that is true, but we're also building future us. So obviously for me, that's future Mike. So every moment that I'm alive isn't just me experiencing this moment. It's also putting it in the groundwork for future Mike. So for instance, if I want to get in shape, then present Mike almost has to take the short-term hit and has to suffer for the enjoyment of future Mike. And the thing that's weird is sometimes it feels that we don't ever um, experience the benefit because we're putting in all the work now and it will be future us uh, that prospers. And I think that's another reason why we don't kind of achieve stuff because we sort of want these results now and often it's hard to put in that work and work, um, and work towards something and the whole concept with delayed gratification. But if we can accept that short-term hit and realize that we will be future us soon enough, and then we will look back and honestly, we will be so, so thankful that past us, uh, which is obviously present us, um, put in the work uh, and actually did something benevolent for us in the future. It's this weird realization I had that whenever we make a choice that we know is going to be better for future us, we're acting with kindness to that person. So it may be hard for us right now, but it's going to be better for us in the future. 
So anyway, um, lots of meandering aside, what I've been thinking about is what type of changes will help all of this happen? What small changes can we make today that we won't get overwhelmed by and will change who we are tomorrow? So we will change the constant. So when we wake up tomorrow, even if we change one slight thing about us, we will be different. So even if that's okay, um, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to make sure that I have breakfast. If you're anything like me, I'm one of those people that often likes to skip breakfast and think, ah, I don't need it. But I always operate better when I have it. So even if that one small thing changes, then you are different. Now, all of this kind of pushes me to the edge of my intellectual capability. So I hope I'm making sense. But it's, we have to change something for there to be different results. You know, it's like a machine or an equation. We are the inevitable equals of the sum that has gone before us. And unless we put some different numbers into that sum, it's just going to be the same again. Uh, it's like if you have a machine, if you just constantly keep on putting in the same things, you're going to get the same results. But even if you change one aspect of that, something else could start to happen. And I think one of the mistakes we make is we just focus far too much on big changes and we don't realize that it's those small changes going on underneath that help us to learn things like discipline and responsibility and also self-care and self-love. And they then make us want to achieve. And then we feel better about ourselves and then we're more likely to achieve things or, or at least try because we think we are worth it. So what we're going to try to do together, and I'm going to do this too, is I've picked seven really small, really small um, habits that we can form that hopefully will then help us to, once nailed and once we've made them habitual, we can then add more. And then hopefully this, this will um, take us to where we want to be much sooner than if we keep on hammering at that big goal and then just giving up. Now you may be thinking, Mike, you're crazy. What do you know? And it's true. I don't, I don't know a lot of this stuff as in, you know, I can't say, yes, I've been in the lab and I've studied this, but I know what works with me and I know lots of other things I've read and lots of things I've seen from other people. So all of this may seem unrelated and you may think, um, what is having breakfast got to do with me being an amazing piano player? Okay. And there's, yeah, um, it may seem all just hugely unrelated and you may be just thinking, oh, what a load of nonsense. But it's my view that all of these things work together and they help to bring, um, help to bring about a sense of commitment and responsibility, self-care and self-worth, and also discipline. But it's all in a healthy and manageable way. And if we can nail these and then we can move forward and we can add some more um, and then just form these small habits and then it's like a steamroller. Once we nail this first seven, we could then add some more and then add some more. But I truly believe if we don't nail this stuff first, 
you'll just end up like the hamster on the wheel, just repeating the same mistakes. So as I mentioned, we're going to pick seven things. Um, I was thinking that we could leave these up to you guys and, you know, and I was going to say you could do something like this, but I think we're all going to stick to the same seven at first. Okay. Uh, the first one absolutely is non-negotiable, but it would be great if you could do all of these. Um, anyway, I have actually made a sheet of this, um, with all of the things on and a kind of like tick sheet for some, um, and a little box uh, to write some of the answers in. I mean, you can make your own. It's kind of really, really easy. If you'd like me to send it to you, then you could just email me at mikevaughanatme.com and I can send one over and you can print it out and save it and you can use it for the future and you can add to it. Uh, if I just spell that out, because uh, almost everybody spells my second name wrong. So that's M-I-K-E-V-A-U-G-H-A-N at me me.com. Okay. Are you ready? At number one, and this is simple as it gets, is just make sure that you drink enough water. Okay. In fact, have you got a glass of water now? I would recommend going and getting a glass of water now. And as you're listening to this, have some sips. I'm going to do it now. It's probably going to sound horrible on the mic, but I've got mine with me. This is one of these really, really simple things that, you know, we all overlook. Well, uh, maybe you don't, but I do. And I've noticed that every time that I do have enough water, I do feel a million times better. I've got more energy. And again, it's linked to the whole thing with, with self-worth and self-care. So we're not going to do the usual thing that you hear where you have to have eight glasses a day. Okay. Because again, I want you to be realistic. And I want us all to aim for something that we can actually stick to. So the first thing is I want to make sure that as soon as you wake up, you have a glass of water. If you don't like water, okay, then just down it, right? Um, don't think of it as a nice drink that you have to have. It's, it's fuel for your body. It's fuel for this crazy vehicle that we live in, okay? And then we're going to aim for six in total. Uh, I did the maths. So if you take an average 12 hour day, that's one every two hours. I'm a genius. Okay. But that's an attainable amount. Six is way easier to do than eight. And then if you can do six, feel free to move on for eight. You know, if you want to do like 15, awesome for you. Okay. But I'm saying if you aim for six, it's just a small attainable goal. Um, you can use my sheet and you can kind of um, tick it off. I've got, you know, kind of one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, just tick them off, but have one as soon as you get up and then have one roughly every two hours. So if for instance, you're up at eight, um, by the time eight in the evenings come, you're having your sixth. It's a good job. It's not whiskey. Hey, eh? speaking of that, if you want to have a cup of coffee, please go ahead and have a cup of coffee. I'm not going to tell you to stop that. I have coffee. I need coffee every day. Um, I've done the research. Uh, there are loads and loads of mixed, mixed opinions about coffee, but most people seem to think that coffee in moderation is fine. For me, it's probably the sugar that I have with it. But if you want to have a coffee, please do. I'm going to carry on. If you want to have a tea, please do. Don't count the coffee or the tea as your glass of water, though. Have your water 
then a cup of coffee. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to move on to number two. This is something that, uh, again, it's not rocket science. It's really easy. Um, I want you just to write down one thing that you're grateful for. Just one. Okay. Again, any of the programs that I followed that espouse this kind of thing often say you have to write down three or four or five. And I get overwhelmed and I either give up or I start worrying that I'm not writing down the right ones. So we're just going to pick one. That's all I want you to do. And it could be anything. It could be you're grateful for your loved ones. Um, it could be um, one loved one. It could be a skill you have. Uh, it could be your health. Um, it could be uh, the fact you have a house. Uh, it could even be the fact that you have a device that you can listen to a podcast on. Okay. Uh, it could be that you've got a pen to write on your sheet. Just anything. Don't overthink it. Just write it down. One a day. Brilliant. And that brings us on to number three. As you sat down in front of your paper, I'd like you to write down something that you love about yourself. Again, just one thing. This is not an exercise in being overly self-critical and beating yourself up. And I don't know, if anything like my brain, uh, it might be saying something like, well, I like my face if it wasn't so wrinkled or I don't know, anything like that. I do this and I'm saying, don't use this as an exercise to do that. I want you to write down something that you love about you. It could be your kindness. It could be your sense of humor. It could be your eyes. It could be your lovely bum. And I've seen your bum and it's great. Okay, so be unapologetic about learning to love parts of yourself, even if you don't love all of it yet. We're going to try to get you and me to love and accept all of us. But let's start one step at a time. Just one thing. Write that down. Now, number four and number five, you could swap round. Um, some people oh, will get dressed first. Some people have breakfast first. So I've put number four as have breakfast, but it could be your number five. Okay. Feel free to swap these around. In fact, feel free to swap any of them around. So number four is have breakfast. You may be thinking, I always have breakfast, mate. Don't be a burk. But I don't, and many people I know don't, and they don't have the energy to face the day, um, certainly not um, to suddenly become a world-renowned recording artist. So what I've noticed is on the days when I do, and I learn to look after the vehicle that my weird consciousness resides in, then I feel much better, and I have more energy, and I feel way more positive. Again, this is nothing big or nothing fancy. But just make sure you have something to eat for breakfast. It could be toast. It could be cereal. If you've got time for a fry up, although I would recommend having that in moderation because you don't want to become sluggish. Anything as long as it works for you. And I'd monitor that. If, you've, if you feel better after Weetabix, stick to Weetabix. If you feel worse after having a fry up, don't have a fry up the next day. Monitor and find what works for you. Make sure that you have that breakfast every day. If you are going to have something like Weetabix or cornflakes, be really careful with too much sugar as that's going to mess you right up, Gov, and it will ruin the work that we're trying to do here together. Okay, so you're hydrated and you've eaten. Number five is one that many people I know um, struggle with, okay? And this is related to self-care. And uh, it's, I think it was my top one of my five things in episode nine. And, um, and that is take the time to wash 
and to get yourself ready and wear something that you love. Wear something that you feel confident in. Don't just get up and think, oh, this will do and just throw something on. Choose clothes that you love and you feel you look good in. Clothes you know you look good in. It's all related to making yourself feel positive about yourself and worthy. One of the things I've realized is that a huge part of goal realization and failing to live up to those goals, I think is actually rooted in a sense of feeling inadequate and a lack of self-love and self-worth and thinking, oh, I won't do that because I'm not good enough or or like I can't or, or I don't deserve that. And we just go through the motions so often that we just get used to settling. Well, I'm saying don't settle. Be a fucking badass and dress accordingly. So get yourself ready. Do your makeup if it makes you feel good. If going without uh, makeup makes you feel good, do that. If wearing a sombrero works for you, mate, and it won't get you fired, do that. But just take the time in the morning, even if it's just a few minutes, to choose clothes that make you feel comfortable and make you love yourself. Clothes that you love, that maybe have a good memory, anything like that, but that make you feel worthy and give yourself some positive feelings. And take that time to wash and do your hair or makeup, whatever makes you feel good about yourself. The amount of times I thought, oh, I'm just going to skip the shower. And then I just look a mess and then I kind of turn up at the school. um, And, you know, that's the day when they're going to take photographs for my staff ID. So I have to put up with this picture with greasy hair for the next two years. So again, it's just this positive step that makes you feel worthy. Okay. I know you can do this. You're going to look great. You look great, but I want you to feel that. Okay, so we're going to move on to number six and number seven. They're actually related. So number six is to do the thing from number seven. Let me explain. What I want you to do is right before bed is I want you to write down something that you've been putting off for ages and then plan to do it the next day. So again, nothing overwhelming, not I'm going to write my next novel. Just something that you could achieve in a day. If it is, um, for instance, writing your next novel, maybe you could go, right, tomorrow I'm going to decide on a name or I'm going to decide on one character. But it has to be something that you don't overwhelm yourself with and something that you're not going to beat yourself up about. Just one thing that you know you can achieve and you're going to aim to achieve that next day. Why we're going to do it before bed or on the previous day is because if you leave it to the next day, often you wake up and you're so focused on what you have to do for that day that you just don't have the energy and think, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Well, if you plan it the day before, you are doing it tomorrow. You see what I mean? So you're actually beating your own self-defeating logic there. So plan it the day before and then do it tomorrow. Make it one thing. Sorry, I, I was so boolean now. I hit something on my desk. Um, make it one thing and make it something manageable. Because even if it's something small and you may be thinking, oh, you know, what's that going to change? In two weeks, you'll have done 14 things that you've been putting off. I would suggest that if there's something that's really been on your mind that, that you've been um, putting off, I've even heard like tell of people that, have a box that they haven't gone through and it's just been sat in their lounge and they're like, yep, 
I'm going to go through that box one day. Go through the box, even if you end up throwing half of it away. It's amazing how many, how many times we screw ourselves each day and then we just add to that. And that thing that we think isn't in there actually is. And, and it's bothering us and it's in the back of our mind. And often we think we're stressed because um, that the reason is somebody at work has annoyed us or we're annoyed with our partner or our lack of partner. But actually, sometimes it can just be this accumulative effect of all of those little things that we have forgotten to do or that we think don't matter. Well, I'm, well, I'm here to say they do matter. And we pick up on them. And every single time that we don't do it is like a little moment that we're sort of, I don't want to use the word failing ourselves, but it's this little moment where we're screwing ourselves, really. And if we can get better at just doing those small things, okay? Uh, because as I say, your brain is going to tell you that it won't matter. And if you do them, it may even start to tell you, um, what's the point of wasting your time doing this? You should be doing something else. But it's weird that, you know, we'll happily kind of binge a series, but we won't um, write that letter with meaning to write. We won't um, phone our parents if we've fallen out. Uh, we won't go through that box. Um, we won't go into the loft to put that thing that we've been meaning to do. So all of us have these things uh, and uh, we probably have loads and there's not enough time in life to do them all. But if you just take one a day, something that you can definitely achieve and then kind of like tick off on that next day and you'll feel good about it. And honestly, all this stuff, none of it is rocket science. Again, I'm hitting the table. Um, none of this is rocket science. Okay. Um, and it may be stuff that like you've already thought of. In fact, I'm sure you have, you know, I'm sure you're all way more intelligent than me. Okay. But sometimes we just need that voice to say, do this. Well, if I can be of any use, and as I've said at the beginning, I've seen there are now hundreds and hopefully soon up to a thousand um, listens of this podcast, then I'd like to do some good uh, for me and for others. And I think sometimes we just need that little voice to say, do this, and then we do it. And without that, often it's just easy just to fall into the same habits again, because we're the constant. We are the same as we were before. And if we don't change something, nothing is going to change. And it's amazing how much you can, you can change as a person by these small incremental steps. It's exponential. It isn't that these are just small things and then, you know, like the next thing is kind of bigger. In a way, these early things, these small things um, are actually like the biggest things of all. And without them, we're never going to achieve the bigger things we want. It's amazing how um, things like make your bed, you know, is there the Jordan Peterson one? Um, stand up with your shoulders back, you know, all, all of these things that seem like no brainers, but people just don't like do it. It's like we've been um, given a medication and then we don't take it, okay, because we think, ah, oh, I'll be all right. I don't need that. But actually, sometimes, we need to learn habit. We need to, and we need to learn discipline. And actually, sometimes, unfortunately, we do have to do some things that we may feel um, that we don't want to do. You know, uh, it may be that you're thinking, okay, well, I don't like water, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know the science. I think it's like eighty percent water. Okay, and 
you know, uh, the data are in and water is good for us, whether we like the taste or not. Breakfast is good for us. Now, you may have noticed that I've tried to steer clear of things like make sure you have eight hours sleep, make sure you're in bed by this time, make sure you're up by that time. Because these are things that I feel sometimes everyone has a different pattern. Everyone has a different life. Um, you may have children. Obviously, I have a son and I know that sleep and children don't always go well together. And it's just another thing to beat yourself up about. But hopefully all of these things are something that you feel you can do. I feel they are something that everybody can do. None of them are big. Um, and yeah, again, I'm probably sound like a scratch record. You may be thinking, what have they got to do with my bigger plans? But they're going to build a sense of commitment to yourself, a sense of self-worth. They're going to build some discipline and some responsibility to yourself. And even, even if not that, they are just going to make the you that you are now, they're going to make the you that you are tomorrow different. Okay. Because if you get up tomorrow and you do all of these things and then plan your number seven, when you get up the next day, you've already changed something. And it's amazing how much we all just need to be slapped out of our story sometimes. It's like Darren Brown said, I saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was saying like, if he does anything, it's that he slaps people out of their stories. We, we all um, tell ourselves a story. Oh, I'm that person. I'm, I'm this person. But it's only because of all of the things that have gone before. But you could be completely different. That's the weird thing. We have these raw materials and many of us share the same raw materials, but it's mad that we're all so different and we could change any of that. Uh, it's easy to think, oh, I'm this kind of person. But after a while, it sort of becomes an illusion that we tell ourselves. And if, if the person that you are, or the person that you're telling yourself you are, isn't um, getting you to where you want to go, it's not fulfilling you, then let's change that person and let's do it one small step at a time. Now, I've probably repeated myself a lot and I've probably meandered. I did have a brief plan for this, but I've just kind of gone off piece a little bit. But hopefully uh, some of this has made sense. Hopefully all of it's made sense. Um, if you want to ask me some questions, you can leave some comments. Um, you can email me. As I say, it's mikevaughan at me.com and you can get your sheet. Okay, but let's do this and let's commit to this. Okay, if I can help like one person, even if that one person is myself, I've realized it's worthwhile. So let's, let's nail these seven things. Let's meet again in a few weeks. Let's see how you feel. I'm going to tell you how I feel. In fact, I'm going to have some water now. It's probably going to sound weird on mic. Let's reconvene and let's see, you know, um, and let's see where we are. Do you think you can do that? I'm going to give it a go and it would mean the world to me if you had to go along with me. It's a sort of positive little ritual that I know will bring about grander change and more positive long-term habits. And it's the perfect thing in this blooming COVID nightmare um, that we all find ourselves in. Especially the, the whole get dressed like a badass thing because that's especially pertinent if you're stuck at home. Make yourself look stunning, even if, even if it's for your Zoom calls, even if it's for your cat. And that's it. Okay, so let's do this thing. 
So this is Mike Vaughan and the Will We Ever Get to Mars podcast, speaking about himself in the third person. Thank you so much for listening and please let me know how you get on. See you soon.